want to welcome everybody to the Hot Seat uh, podcast yes. from Crossroads in uh, Washington, Illinois. Joining us today, I am Jason Wolliver, directing pastor here at Crossroads, and... I'm Tim Lee, your contemporary worship director. And... And I'm Holly Snyder, your director of congregational care. And we have with us today... Mike Garnett. Yeah! Yay! Mike Garnett! Woo! Now, this has been a podcast that is a long time coming. When we first started, we wanted to pull him in, but you were slow to agree to it. Even even before we started the podcast, we said, who would be a great person for a podcast? To start and with. we said, Mike Garnett. So yeah. this, even before we, the first episode, <laughs> and we're, I think, was this number 23 or 24? And we finally got Mike Garnett. The yeah. Mike Garnett. I, I think people have a different conception of me <laughs> compared to what I have of myself. Um, I was talking to Brian Reiner one day and he said, uh, and I'm an extrovert and you're obviously an extrovert. And I'm like, no, no, that's not how I think of myself. <laughs> um, I, I, I am an extrovert. I get energy from other people, but I'm like a very uh, insecure extrovert. Mm. I, I, this, uh, this is a challenge for me, but uh, I think part of faith is pushing yourself to do things that you uh, you know you should do, but you may not be comfortable with. And so for me, this is one of those things. Which one of us is making you uncomfortable right now? Um, probably the camera. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people just listen and they don't watch the camera. Right. Or they and that's don't watch what I do. It, right. So, yeah. yeah so so I, I remember talking to Olivia one time and uh, she was saying, my mom and dad love Holly. And I said, what about me? Like, they like you, you know, so <laughs> Holly's here is like the one that she's to, makes everybody feel at ease. But hey, I just want to say yesterday, so this is Mike and I have a number of things in common. One is our love for Taco Bell. One is our mutual appreciation for, um, you know, like bands like Soundgarden, Van Halen, just good old rock and roll. So yesterday, um, combined those things. I was sitting in the Taco Bell parking lot eating my food, and then I saw his truck sitting in the Super 8 <laughs> right behind it. And I'm like, oh, there's Mike. And then so then he pulls up, and he brings me a gift, and he <laughs> he had got, and he had and gives it to me in the parking lot Taco Bell, right? And it's this um, Funko Pop. It's the Eddie Van Halen one. It just came out, right? Yep, yep. It's the perfect gift for me. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. And it made Jason clean out his office to make room for it. So I was just in there. Yeah. It will be front front and center, Mike. Yeah, good, my, my good choice. My coworkers say that I need things in there that actually represent me. And I'm like, nothing represents yeah. me more than an Eddie Van Halen Funko Pop delivered in the drive uh, way at Taco Bell. <laughs> so I'm stuck on the Taco Bell and I'm thinking if we still have nice days like this, you guys can like get out and sit at the tables at Taco Bell. You don't have to be in your car. You can go with us. The Taco Bell okay. outdoor lounge. I, think I can't go as often as. as you guys go, but I'll, I'll make a trip. There. I can tell you one of like the uh, dr like most heavenly things that I've ever had happen since I started working here was after I got my doctorate, like, to celebrate with me, the whole staff went to Taco Bell and ate outside with me. We did. And it was so nice. It was just beautiful. And some of the staff was like, I don't know what to order because I've never been here before. <laughs> because, like, yeah, yeah, and I think a so couple like nice brought their like, food like, with them because like it's not on their list yeah. of... But you did a good job of like breaking them into the... 
the, the, the Taco Bell dollar at, menu. At, yeah. And atmosphere mm. and yeah. etiquette. I mean, there's a Taco Bell etiquette, you know I mean? All sorts so, of things. so, so Mike, what do you normally get? Uh, I usually get, uh, well, I'm a vegetarian. I've been a vegetarian for uh, 20, uh, over 20 years. And so I actually get the beefy melt burrito uh, nice. with beans instead of beef and then a uh, soft potato taco. Uh, so it's about three bucks. Um, <laughs> but I feel like I need to go back because when I started doing this, I had to explain it to Jason. Uh, he mentioned I was in the Super 8 parking lot. And so when I go through the drive through I pull ahead into the Super 8 parking yeah. lot and I eat there. And I wasn't sure why at the time, but I always thought if Jason comes through the drive through and sees my truck there, he might wonder what's going on. So I had to explain to him that was my thing. I found out later I pull up there because uh, – it's it's uncomfortable for me to sit next to another person in their car while they're eating. <laughs> yes. So it's just another, you know, twenty feet and it's I can the, it's, avoid the eating, all that. it's like eating in your car etiquette, right? You right. don't you it don't is, pull up to another space where somebody else is eating. You it is so funny. Leave at least one space in between. That would be a great movie. Like the inside the worlds of the people who sit in the parking lot at Taco Bell. And eat. Yeah, in their own little world. You Catching know, we, 30 minutes of sanity. We could take a camera out probably we to could. anything and zoom in on people it could be a podcast. in cars. <laughs> it could be a podcast. Yeah. You know, they have uh, uh, comedians in cars getting coffee. We could have random people eating. in cars eating Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. But um, anyway, so we could talk about Taco Bell all day. Um, <laughs> That's why you're here today, Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And um, we also shared a uh, a great love for the band Soundgarden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I you know that I, it took me a while to grow into some of the grunge stuff in the '90s. I kind of hang on to the hair metal, uh, hung on to it a little longer than yep. some people did. Uh, and longer really... than me, dude. I'm still there. <laughs> but, uh, I've always enjoyed music. I, you know, uh, not even really any specific genre. I'm more any, if, if a song is good, I like it. I've yeah. got a little bit of everything on my, uh, on my phone that I like to listen to. Yeah. Um, and usually at home, I've always got something on. So. Yeah. So, uh, so, um, Soundgarden though, boy, they were like, they were like when I switched from, uh, from sheer only metal to grunge to, they were the perfect bridge band. Mm-hmm. So great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. A little heavier than some of the others. A little heavier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever like Soundgarden? Um, you know, I, I know a little bit of their stuff. I mean, it just wasn't really my my genre, I guess. Yeah. It just, I mean, there's so many genres. I, I mean, I call it a genre. Maybe it's not a genre technically, but there's just so many groups that like, I just never got into. Either I missed it or something, but I mean, you know, I'm sure if I dove into it, I'd be, you know, head over heels into it. And mm-hmm. you know, you... Holly, have you ever heard of Soundgarden? No, no. So I'm lost here. I'm just like, you guys take it away. Okay. Cause I have no idea. Okay. All right. So that's all like just fun stuff. So Mike, what we like to do here is say, okay, um, to anybody who's serving Jesus and following Jesus in the present, uh, there, are, there were key events that led them to serving Jesus in the present. So right now, um, anybody who comes to the church might see you serving in any number of capacities. Name a few. Oh my gosh. He ushers, he valets, he does the whip, he loads it, he counts it, he takes it up there. Um, he does anything that we need. Him Security to do. team. Security mm-hmm. team. Welcome team. Um, welcome team. Uh, 
not not discipleship discipleship, discipleship now. again um, marketing marketing um yeah there's, it's, there's quite it, a bit it probably would be easier to say what he's not in yeah <laughs> than what he's in yeah. right he doesn't so, play a musical instrument i can tell that's no. the only thing that i know that he doesn't he doesn't do so. no but he is worshiping during yes. that right yes. so yeah. he finds yes. a way to worship and serve at the same time like nobody's business i've ever seen yeah Which but he's not so like cool. he's not in people's business either. no he's just happy to serve he's just happy to serve and and it it's so comforting to know that if something is happening and we know behind the scenes, we say, Mike, and he rises to that occasion and there's not a skip beat. Nobody around would know that we were in a panic mode for a moment because yeah. we have Mike Garnett. Okay, Mike. Yeah. So from the birth of Mike Garnett to super servant today, tell us the story. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I don't know that my story is, uh, nearly as interesting as some of the people that you've had on here, but, um, I've always lived in central Illinois. I was born in Peoria. Uh, I was fairly poor growing up, so we moved around quite a bit. Uh, you know, we've lived in Peoria, East Peoria, Bellevue, Bartonville, um, I feel like, oh, Pekin, uh, some of those places multiple times. Um, so most of my life, uh, Pekin and Bartonville. Uh, Bartonville, I went my first two years of high school. Uh, Pekin, my last two years, so that's where I graduated from. After that, I went to ICC for a couple years. Uh, didn't really go to college any more than that. I was got what I thought was a good job at the time, um, so I, I kind of went that route and uh, didn't... Um, you know, I don't want to blame it on the examples I had in my life, but, uh, you know, like a college education wasn't like a real high priority. Mm. Um, so I did get into a job that I liked and at the time, you know, it was, it was good enough. And, uh, that led to, uh, me working at state farm. Um, so the job I had was at Rupman marketing in Peoria. Uh, I worked in their data center for a few years and, uh, they outsourced and, um, the, uh, State Farm sent some people down to interview us uh, all, and I uh, ended up getting a job there. And I worked there for 22 years wow. uh, in uh, mostly IT. Um, and then um, about six months before COVID started, uh, my wife and I had been talking about it for a little while, uh, and we're not really the types to jump into anything. So we thought through it a million different ways, but we had talked about me uh, leaving State Farm to be a stay-at-home dad. And so, uh, yeah, it was August, uh, the year before COVID hit that we made that decision and, uh, it turned out to be a, a great one. I, I sometimes joke that COVID came along to kind of like reassure us that we made the right decision. Mm. Uh, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to think that's true. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm fairly sure that's not true <laughs> with, with the jobs that we both had, it would have been very difficult for us to do our job and be home with the kids as it is for a lot of people. Yeah. And, um, so it, it's, it's, it's worked out great. Um, you know, my, my wife works at Morton Community Bank. She's the CFO there and she loves her job and she loves a challenge and she loves to do new things. And, um, I, I just, I never felt like I loved what I was doing. Um, so it, it's, it's worked out. It's worked out well. Yeah. So that's a little bio. So let's mm -hmm. talk about the, uh, let's talk about like childhood and it's like, what was your spiritual life like as a childhood? 
Well, there really wasn't one. I mean, my exposure uh, to religion, I guess, as a child, I remember uh, a year or two going to Awanas when I was a kid. Uh, so I feel like that that kind of um, planted some seeds. Um, I know we have a lot of kids in Awanas who their parents um, either don't come to church or don't come to this church. Yeah, And so having had that experience myself, I... You know, I just really uh, pray for those kids that it's it is setting something in motion that at some point you know is going to kick in. Planting that seed. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's yeah. cool. Um, I remember going to church with my grandparents a few times. They were they went to the Methodist Church in Peoria, uh, and then beyond that, most of my exposure, uh, my dad's family, my my mom and dad are divorced when I was young. Uh, they are Jehovah's witnesses. Uh, I, you know, that's not, uh, I was never really involved with that, but I went, went with them quite a few times, uh, when I'd be over there. Um, and kind of a funny thing about that is that they, uh, they don't call it church, but they go, they go to, um, worship three times a week. Oh, and I dreaded it. If I was over there on a night mm. when they were going, I dreaded it. <laughs> and I would always think, who in their right mind wants to be at church ah! three nights a week, right? And and now, a lot of times, I am here three nights a yeah, week. Now yeah, now it's just the guy that's sitting here on a uh, Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> right, yeah. You quit so. your job so you could come to a midweek Bible study with Pastor Jason and Tim. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I always tell people, uh, I... I I don't want to say I'm jealous. I can't think of the right word. But when I hear people's stories and they have a powerful story, like that really, that's moving for me. And I sometimes feel like I don't have that. Uh, but I've come to believe that like my story is if, if you're praying for someone to come to faith, if it's 30, 40, 50 years, don't give up. Mm. Because I, you know, I feel like if I have something I can share with people, that's what it is. Because I was, I would have been uh, 43, I guess, probably when I started, 42 maybe when I started coming here. Mm. And um, it, it, you know, I, I can't imagine anything different now. So let's, let's talk about this. So now you say you moved around a lot. Was that just your mom getting different jobs or different? What? It was more uh, financial instability, okay. uh, not being able to maybe afford the places where we were gotcha. living. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. How would you say that affected you? You know, um, I know you just, we all think about kids and wanting them to, you know, live in the same place, you know, for the sake of stability. How would you say, cause you seem like a very kind, well-adjusted person, but what was, how would you say that affected you having to move so much? I, I, um, I don't know for sure. I really don't know for sure. Uh, I know when I had kids, it was kind of a big deal that I wanted them to grow up in the same house. Mm. Now we, we moved about six months ago, uh, for the first time in our kids' lives. Um, cause it kind of turned into, well, I want them to go to the same school. Right. Yeah. So that was really important to us. Um, you know, I, I, um, probably more than anything, it was difficult for me to, uh, make new friends and to kind of fit in with people who already knew each other. Mm. So if I, if I struggled at all with it, I, it was probably 
um, along those lines. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like, um, that's, that's something that, um, has made me very appreciative for what I have now. Mm. Um, we're very blessed and, you know, it, it's, I try to find that balance with my kids to where they feel stable, uh, and they're thankful for the things they have. I feel like sometimes, um, they don't always know how it is for other people. We try to try to expose them to that and share that with them. But um, looking back on it now, I'm very thankful for the things that I went through when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, because it, it it's made me appreciative of what I have now. And it, I think it helps me to relate to people who don't, um, who don't, you know, have, have a lot of the things that we have, whether it be, you know, uh, a nice house or, uh, you know, a spouse that loves them or, you know, um, just any number of things, you know, I feel like I've been through, I've been through a lot and I'm thankful I'm not going through it now. Um, but, um, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it is amazing. Like, you know, we, we might have parts of our story that like, I wish, that hadn't been so hard or I wish I'd made this better decision or I wish I hadn't experienced that. But then really it's, it's our stories that, that, you know, it's, it's not really where you start out. It's where you end up. That mm-hmm. counts. Right. I mean, cause people can start off in a good place and end up in a bad place. Yeah. And I think too, we kiddingly said Mike is here and Amanda is here as much as Mike and the kids are here, right? Livy and Josh are here as much. And I think from a person, um, from the outside looking in is they are wonderful parents in teaching their kids how to serve. Mm-hmm. Like, like Josh steps up and does whip, right? Libby, you'll find her anywhere in the church <laughs> wanting to do. So they are such great examples mm-hmm. of that. And I think that's, that's a gift you've been given and, and you are doing such a wonderful job with your kids and yeah. in, in passing yeah. that and, on. And, I mean, cause you always see Mike in the, in, in, kids together right you know? and it's like it's one of those things of like um uh i mean there are parents that like they come to church and it's like their time right and the kids are kind of left out of the equation you know but they're in everything that 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 you guys do and it's it's a great example of like how do you how do you do this thing of church you know as a family right you know? and i think that that's yeah Right. And any, any opportunity like with mission 316 for helping hands or where they can serve outside of these walls too, the Garnets are there and the Garnet kids are there. So oh, they're yeah. teaching and their kids. What grade is Josh in? Seventh. Cause I remember I was at some event where he was running the sound. Yeah. Yeah. He, and he the video with AV and uh, yeah. Crossroads kids. Yeah. Cause it was like the gingerbread bash or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was over there running. He was doing the AV stuff. Yeah. yeah. yeah he's kind of, they're kind of kids that we kind of, they're kind of all of our kids. They are. We've claimed them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember Heather Garrity said something when she was on here, you know, about how when they were uh, looking for a church that they, they wanted to find a church where it felt like their kid's second home. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that resonated with me. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, one thing um, thinking about the, the serving is um, for me, it's, it's finding, uh, it's like the optimum, um, contrast between the amount of effort you put into it versus the amount of 
satisfaction yeah, you get from it. Yeah. I mean, it just can't be beat. I think a lot, you know a lot of people might be intimidated by serving, but I you know I say if you can lean against the door and say hi to people as they come in on Sunday morning, you can valet, right? Yeah. And if you don't want to take the chance that you'll have to park a car. You move ten feet inside and you join the welcome team. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's so it's um, yeah, it's it's something that's very rewarding for me. Uh, and I I get so much out of being here that if I can in any way make somebody else's experience here a little better, um, I get I get a lot of satisfaction from that. So so. I'm ashamed to say I am not super familiar with the Jehovah's Witness faith. Mm-hmm. Are there are there parts of it that are is it similar to what you're doing now, or is it is it very was it very different? Well, it's uh, there are some key differences. So um, one of the biggest, I guess, that people would be most uh, familiar with is they don't associate a lot with people outside of their faith. Gotcha. Um, so. I I have a, a half brother um, who who grew up in it and uh, was not really wanting to go along with some things that they believe, and so he's kind of been disassociated from them. Mm-hmm. And um, so that that to me um, that, that that to me, I, I kind of struggle with that a little bit because I, I I get that you don't maybe want people who you think are bad influences, kind of like in your sphere of influence. Uh, I use the same word twice, but um, sphere of influence. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we're taught to love everybody. We're taught to, uh, you know, we think back to who would Jesus be spending his time with? It's the people who who need him, right? Yeah. Um, so. That 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 kind of gave me a um, I don't know as a parent it's hard for me to understand how you could um, exclude your child from. from now, now, I think you've told me before that since he was in it and left, he had a different experience than you because you never really went all the way in, right? Right. So yeah. I, you know, I I don't see my dad a lot, uh, but when I do, we have, we have a good relationship and, uh, you know, we, we definitely better than my, my half brother and him. Um, so I, I always, uh, had trouble with that. It's like, well, well, how come I can go over there for dinner and how come I can go with them to their, uh, services, but he, he can't. And that's how he explained it to me was Mm. that he had kind of grown up believing it and decided not to continue Sure. Uh, as opposed to me who just, I, I guess never really accepted it in the first place for some reason, there's yeah. a difference there. So, um, any other stark differences in like the worship service or the beliefs or something that you can that just really stand out? Uh, with the, yeah, with the worship services, they, uh, you know, they have the watchtower, which is kind of like their magazine that oh, they, okay. they get each, uh, I believe each month, um, and so during the week when they meet, they study that. So they would read that ahead of time. It has questions, discussion items, and then they meet and they, they discuss those things during mm. the week. Um, and then Sunday, you know, Sunday is more of like a, a sermon type of thing. Okay. Um, but there's also a lot more uh, group participation uh, and discussion. So Like during the message? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. Okay. Yep. So. 
We could start asking Jason questions. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so. hey, from Pastor, the pews. Hold we? on. Did you mean to say? <laughs> I'm not a. I'm not an expert on it. I, it's probably been thirty years, maybe, since I've gone. Um, but those are just kind of things. So that you kind of did from. that as a visitor, though, when right. you would go. So then, during during high school, college, you didn't really participate in spiritual activities, right? No, not at all. Not until like six years ago. So tell us what, what then, how did you get drawn in? Well, my, my wife has always uh, attended Methodist churches. And um, so she did uh, when we first met. And then there was a period of time where she stopped. And uh, then we moved, uh, we moved to Washington and she decided she wanted to start again. And uh, I, I wasn't too interested in what, it. What year would that have been? Uh, ooh, 2010, okay. 11, probably 2011. Um, so I, I always saw the value in it from my experiences as a child. I felt like it was good for the kids. It was good lessons for them to learn. Um, I, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say like, I didn't believe it. I just wasn't, um, uh, interested in it. And, um, so she she had asked me to come to church with her. I was a priester, you know, Christmas and Easter. I'd come, and um, Pastor Tom was still here. Uh, and it, it struck me as, like, you know, if I were to think of, like, a, a church service, I'd think of, uh, you know, an older guy up there kind of, like, reading and telling me uh, what I've done wrong and what I should do differently and... Um, it it wasn't my style and not that he was like that. Cause I've talked to other people who just really loved him. So I'm not in any way, it just didn't like grab me at the time. Uh, and then, um, some years later, it was probably about 2015. Uh, and I don't really want to go into too much detail on it, but my wife went through something that was very traumatic for her mm. a family event. And, um, I did not remember this at the time, but uh, later I'd think back on it, and I, I wondered if I was there for her the way that I should have been. The days kind of blend together for me sometimes, and so I'd kind of think about that. And I, I talked to her about it, and she said, you know, when that happened, I asked you to come to church with me, and you did, and then you just kept coming to church with me. Mm. And I did not realize that it was at that time that um, it just, you know, you had just started here. Sarah had just started here. Um, so the types of sermon, the message, uh, the music, um, it, it just all kind of, you know, I'm sure it was the Holy Spirit working in me, mm. right? It was my time. Uh, it just all took hold. And... Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. You want to tell the story about when we met over? Oh at yeah, the, uh, um, it was at uh, Hel- uh, not what's, what's it called? What was it called? Tequilas. Tequilas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we were getting together. Was it January of 2016? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So we were getting together an Israel trip for uh, June of 2016. Janice and I were. It was the first time I was going. And so the group of people that were going, we had, we met for dinner at Tequila's 
And so as I was walking out with like Dave Eustead and Mike Piquel, I think was there because Stacy was going, if I believe right. Anyway, Eusteads were going. Did Stacy go on that one? Anyway, anyway, so we were walking out and Mike, you were sitting there with Josh, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you just kind of said, hey, hey, hey. Um, yeah. I, I've been going to Crossroads for a while and uh, I, I just started and I'm all in. And so what do I need to do to get... Uh, Involved in serving or something like that. And I'm like, oh, hi. You know, <laughs> wow, that's great. And then I said, well, hold on a second. And I think I grabbed Dave or Mike because I think they had usher teams that they were heads of. And I'm like, hey, this guy's new. He wants to start serving. Could you just incorporate him in? You know, and so I think it was, that's what I remember because that's how I, mean. I just loved like, you're like, Hey, you, yeah. Hey, <laughs> it was just very, it was very like comfortably, uh, assertive. Right. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's like what every pastor dreams of those interactions. <laughs> hey, I've, just I've started through a coming. restaurant and everybody's I'm saying, all hey, in. Hey, I'm in. Hey, over hey, here, over I've here, started over here. coming. I'm all in. Let me do anything. To help, right? You, I mean, that may be yeah. the only time that's ever happened. And I find this fascinating in your story in that you say you're an introvert, but you did that. Yeah. Well, right? I, I, I do awesome. think I'm an extrovert because I, I get energy from other people. Yeah. I do. Uh, I, I'm very uncomfortable, though, a lot of times with other people. And I, and I, I think I'm somewhere in between even because uh, Josh had a, uh, my son had a uh, band concert a couple months ago. And we went to the school and uh, sat in the gym on the bleachers and there were a lot of people there and I was very uncomfortable and I did not want to be there. Uh, Sorry, Josh, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and then I thought if this same thing were happening, happening at church, I would love it. So I don't, I don't know what that says. I've, I've, I've talked to some other people and I think maybe, when you're at church, people at least need to act like they like you, you know, oh, or yeah. act like you're interesting. So, yeah. um, you know, people aren't going <laughs> to be too harsh with you here, hopefully. Um, so I don't know if that's what it is. I just feel more comfortable here, but well, there's a lot of social anxiety around because of the pandemic and stuff too, sure. being in large groups with people. Sure. But when you made that commitment to be all in, we took you serious. Yeah. 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 And you are all in. I am. So, I so am. then, I'm wondering, so, okay, you got a little bit from Awana, and then you got the Jehovah's Witness, you know, dabbled in that. And so then you started coming to church. And, I mean, Christianity is, there's there's our faith in Jesus, but then there's the Christian faith, which is a set of beliefs, which, like, the secular world does not believe. You mm-hmm. know, that God created everything, that Jesus is the Son of God, through faith in Him we're forgiven, adopted into God's family, filled with the Holy Spirit, that the Bible is the Word of God, you know, that we need to tell others. So that's a whole lot of stuff. So uh, how did you, you know, come from, oh, I, uh, I like this place, this isn't bad, to, like, I believe all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so talk, talk about that mental, that cognitive journey a little bit. Well, one thing, uh, there's a couple things I think of right off. Um, a lot of times, you know, when I, I hear or read people criticizing the church um, for things that they've experienced, I think those are not things that I've experienced here. Mm. Um, so a lot of it, I think, has to do with this church specifically. Um, a lot of the hangups people have about religion um, 
I don't think those are things that I, uh, you know, I've been taught here. Um, you know, we're taught to be kind to one another, love one another. Um, and I feel like for the most part, we, we do that fairly well. Um, you know, I used to think when you you'd come to church and everybody seemed so happy that it was kind of fake, like they were being fake. And I've come to realize, like, I, I believe it's sincere and I believe it's because you're seeing people at the best they'll be all week. Mm-hmm. Um, so a, a lot of it just had to do with the way I felt here. Um, I tell people all the time, one of the biggest reasons I stayed is because, um, you know, like I mentioned, it's, it's not so much someone up there telling me how I should live my life. Um, the things I'm doing wrong. I really appreciate when you and Sarah and now Megan admit, like, we don't have all the answers. Sometimes we struggle you know, it just creates this environment more that we're in it together. You know, it's not like I'm perfect telling you what you should be doing. I, I know you're not perfect. You know, nobody is. Um, and so it, it gives it a lot of um, uh, credibility, I feel like. Um, and then a lot of it beyond that, as far as just beliefs, uh, it's just really things that I picked up along the way, reading the Bible uh, the sermons, um, my grow group, discipleship band. Um, it's, it's, um, I don't know. It's interesting. Cause I think it's, um, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like I'm, I'm constantly working on the same things. I like when our discipleship band meets, you know, we talk about kind of areas where we've fallen short areas where we want to grow and we've only been meeting for uh, maybe six months, but it's, it, it feels like sometimes I'm always falling short in the same area, or I always want to grow in the same area. And I know looking back over the last six years, I've grown a lot. Um, sometimes it's hard to see in the short term, but like, I think there's a lot of power in admitting that um, you struggle mm. and that you're still trying. Yeah. Um, but as far as like when I really, uh, I'm kind of hopping around here, but as far as when I really felt it, I feel like it was, um, last year I took alpha, which mm-hmm. is, um, starting again, uh, soon. And, yeah. Thursday. Yeah. And, um, it's kind of presented as like a, a basics of Christianity yeah. type of thing, but, uh, it really, you know, with the discussion and everything, you can dig into it as deep as you want. Uh, one of the big weekends toward the end is the Holy Spirit weekend. And uh, you've talked a lot about the Holy Spirit. I've, I've kind of, I kind of felt like I had an idea of what the Holy Spirit uh, is, but I didn't, I didn't really, um, I, I didn't realize how big of a deal the Holy Spirit is. So <laughs> I love that. Um, Big deal. You know, Holy yeah. Cow. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like I would pray and I think, okay, there's billions of people uh, and I'm getting that much attention, right? Or the thing that I'm praying for is not a big deal in the overall scheme of things. Mm. So I, I just had a super powerful moment that Holy Spirit weekend where I felt it mm. and I believed it. Mm. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is God's power in me. And that is my direct connection. I'm not getting a fraction of it. Mm. I've got it all, right? Mm. That's what the Bible says. And so a lot of the things I would chalk up to coincidence or my good decision-making or 
now I started to see those things as that's the Holy Spirit, mm. you know, or even if it's so much as like, uh, and I'm not perfect at this. I, I listen to music, you know, that's maybe Jesus wouldn't listen to or, but sometimes the <laughs> thought will run through my head, right? The Holy Spirit's with me. Is this something I want to do? Mm. Or maybe somebody cuts me off and like my first reaction is, you know, negative. You know, it's like, okay, take it easy. Holy Spirit's with me. Like, uh, you know, I just, I, it kind of helps guide my life. Yeah. You know, and there are times I kind of forget it's there and maybe do things I shouldn't, but like that's, that's part of like, you know, just keep plugging away, keep trying to wow. do better than the day before. Man, yeah. don't, I just pray that we all can have those moments where we have that realization that we're not just this tiny thing, just like begging for a drop of water, but we get like, we, we live under the faucet. It's mm-hmm. always on. Yeah. Right. You know? Well, so I, I want to ask a question though. Um, how important is the, I don't know if it's the idea or the concept or the action of spending time with other Christians, like in a small group, like how has that impacted your growth as opposed to just coming on Sunday, maybe, you know, volunteering in a position on Sunday morning and then that's it, you know, that's, that's a good question. (laughs) Because you mentioned that you went through alpha and Mm -hmm. you said, again, it's those discussions that happen in the small group activity that happens there that really sort of activates everything. So, and I know that you're a, a member of several small groups yeah. <laughs> and, and a disciple band. So how has that interaction with other Christians, how has that like help you explore like what it means to grow deeper? Yeah. It, the one thing I feel like it's really helped me to understand is that, uh, it's not really a secret. You know, people always say the Bible can be interpret, interpreted many different ways. And, uh, it's interesting to me that we can take a verse and we can talk on it for an hour. And if you've got 10 people, they interpret it 10 different ways. Hmm. And um, so that to me, that's a huge part of my growth is sitting with other people. And maybe I see it one way, but by the time we get done discussing it, I'm like, Oh, that's, that's, you know, Hmm. that's, that's probably right. Uh, and not, maybe not, not, not necessarily right. Uh, cause it can speak, I believe to different people, different ways, but like usually after discussing it, I, it makes me appreciate how powerful it is and how, um, you know, it's, it's not always what it seems. Mm. Um, but I think, um, well, I'll just say for alpha, you know, if there, if there are people out there who don't, I think there are people here who don't know a lot of people Maybe they come every Sunday, they see the same people, um, but maybe they don't really know anyone. Alpha is a great way to get to know people. It's a safe space to discuss, and it's maybe a little too late by the time this comes out for this class, but if it comes up, you know, I'm <laughs> you sure we'll probably have jump one. in yeah, um, the first week. Yeah. But uh, it's just such a great way to get to know people and to find out about their experiences and, um, because ultimately, I feel like, uh, you know, what what keeps us here and what keeps us growing is one another. Um, if I think we've all found out through COVID that, like, when we can't be together, it's not the same. Um, but um, I kind of lost my train of thought. No, there. that's really good. <laughs> He's asking about that. So what are you thinking about? 
I, I'm just thinking about um, how Mike is explaining that um, that moment, that pivotal moment, right, where where you surrendered at mm-hmm. all, kind of, right, and and you weren't taking control of it, but letting God, and how you follow that now, yeah, and. I agree with Tim, like when you're, you're not just coming, uh, uh, and getting, um, a thing on Sunday, but you're into grow groups, you're, you're, you're following, um, and living, uh, the life of a disciple in so many different areas. And that to me has just been fascinating to watch. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the idea, I mean, uh, I, I'm not going to speak for you that you know the experience, but just that. You know, we all go through life with all sorts of stuff coming at us. And sometimes we think I'm the only one that's having a hard time being a Christian because all this stuff is coming at me and I see, you know, this person over here and they seem to be dealing with it just fine. So what's my problem? And then you sit down as a small group and you realize, no, we're all being combated with all sorts of things and having the struggles. And uh, it just gives you the confidence that like, oh, you know, if, if we can all sort of get through this together, you know. And, yeah. And yeah. keep building on that and yeah. do better the next yeah. time. You know, it's, it's not unlike um, like a track team or a, a runner's group. Like mm-hmm. they, they want to get better. And so they meet together to like train, to hold one another accountable. And there's a coach that like suggests them. And the coach can observe and say, yeah, I mean, you can actually increase your speed if you do this, you know, or you can do this. It's like a bunch. It's, it's a group coach of Coach Wolliver. It's a group of people who are who are who are seeking after the same transformation, the same life, and I think a lot of people, like you say, you confess the same thing every week, right? And I think we uh, there, there's power in that. I mean, in some people, sometimes people can use accountability groups for like uh, uh, like enablement, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I you know I looked at porn again this week, but hey, I confessed it. So and it's like, no, no, no. That's not what this is for, to just enable you. But if it's like, oh, you know, you know, I was tempted. You know, it's like if we can get better if we're striving for it and we're willing to be honest. And so, you know, I I was thinking about this this verse when you were talking. It's one of my favorite verses from the Old Testament about the Holy Spirit. And Paul, I mean, uh, Samuel has just anointed King Saul, who was like a nobody, but he had a big task to do. And uh, he said this in First uh, Samuel um, 10, verse 6. It says, At that time the Spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you, and you will prophesy with them, and you will be changed into a different person. Right? What the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and you will be changed into a different person. I was, I was wondering, are you able, um, and it may be to such a, you know, it was an internal moment and you can't even, maybe the external details aren't even that important, but like, so that moment you described, what can you unwrap? Like where you were, what, what you were thinking about, what it was. Yeah. So specifically it was, uh, you know, during the alpha course, we have the Holy spirit weekend, which is where we meet an extra day on the weekend um, to kind of go over some of that stuff. And uh, the prayer team had come in uh, to pray with us and Heather Garrity was praying with me. And I just, I, I don't know why, or I I just like, I felt energy running through my body, like, Mm. um, kind of like I do right now, just anxiety, but it was more like, um, 
I don't know. I, I don't know how really how to explain it. It was definitely something I felt. And, um, was it like electricity or like love? Almost or? like a, kind of like a, 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 a buzzing, like a, I don't know, like a energy, just yeah. like a yeah electricity kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there was, there was no, no denying that for me at that point. What, what was she praying for you for? Uh, I had asked her to pray for me for, um, motivation, uh, because, uh, something I think about a lot, this kind of go. this goes back to the Holy Spirit too, is that like, if, if I believe in the Holy Spirit and I believe that's, that's God's power in me and that that power can do anything, what, what's keeping that from happening? Well, it's mm. me, right? Mm. It's, I, I'm limiting. That'll preach. That'll preach. <laughs> I'm, that's I'm limiting God's right power, uh, and what God can do through me. Uh, and it's, sometimes you don't have that that choice. God's going to do what God's going to do. But, uh, there are definitely times when I, I feel like, um, you know, I should have stepped up and done something. And, um, that's, 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 um, you know, that's like doing this. Uh, I listen to other people do the podcast. I get a lot out of it. I learn a lot more about them. Um, I kind of appreciate them more as people like, uh, in the things they've gone through than just seeing them, you know, their smiling faces on Sunday morning. Yeah. I realize there's a lot more to them than, um, I initially thought. And, um, it's, um, you know, we've talked about prayer, prayer in, uh, public. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something that I've, I've kind of tried to push myself to do. Uh, I know there are things that I need to do to grow and to kind of fulfill what God can do through me. And even though I'm uncomfortable with a lot of it, um, I, I, I feel like there, there are certain areas that I know I need to get comfortable with, mm-hmm. um, you know, with, with, with prayer, I've, um, talked in our girl group before about, um, even as something as simple as praying with someone, I feel like there are levels of prayer, you know, I know Tim's going through a hard time. I can pray for Tim. Always. No, right? just joking. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> or, you know, there's kind of like that base level of I'm going to pray for him. He doesn't know I'm praying for him. Yeah. Or I can say to him, Tim, I know you're going through a hard thing right now. I'm praying for you. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it's a whole nother level for me to put my hand on his shoulder and say, Tim, I'm going to pray with you. Mm-hmm. And that's where I want to get to. Like, mm. I know how powerful it is. I don't completely feel comfortable with it yet, but I know I need to get there. And so... That's that's just a little, you know. There's a couple areas where I'm trying to, yeah, force myself to. That's cool. To grow. Yeah, to like unleash that. Yes. Yeah. Unleash yes. it within you. Everybody. And like Heather's one and Mark, they've both really over the during the pandemic. You know, I think a lot of people like uh, when we couldn't get together, they went deep. They mm-hmm. they deepened their roots, and mm-hmm. they, the Garrity's really did. But uh, yeah, and there's the great thing is we're training more and more people to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So Holly and Janice and uh, Leslie can, we want to train more people that are ready to be that comfortable, right? Because then, like, she prayed, she laid her hand on you, and you felt the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, it's like, we would we would call, like, uh, and I, I imagine that's what you were experiencing, was the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is sometimes in the scripture is like a subsequent event. Like, people, oh, I learned about Christ, I was baptized. And then, like, and, like, you know, when the Holy Spirit comes when you accept Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to live within you. But then when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes upon you. 
And like, it's like a, a whole different level of empowerment for ministry, confidence in your faith, you know, attunement to God throughout the day. So would you say, so that was a defining moment. Yes. So then what difference has that made in your life? And anything particular? Because you were already on a really good path. Yeah, like I said, well, it helps me a lot, I think, with my day-to-day decisions. It helps me with my prayer life. I pray a lot more throughout the day than yeah. than I used to. Um, it helped a lot. Uh, you know, I guess we'll probably get into, uh, you know, my mom died yeah. uh, a few months ago. Yeah. And uh, that was really hard on me. And um I, I feel like it was really important at that time because um, I've seen other people here who have gone through um, probably even, you know, worse things than that. And I I don't know what goes on, you know, behind closed doors, but to see their faith here at church, um, like that's something that I wanted to strive for. Um, so, you know, when that happened, I, I tried to look for the the good throughout the whole thing. And there were several moments that I can look at. Um, you know, I got to spend a lot of time with her in the last couple of weeks. We had a lot of time where she knew what was going on. Um, I got to be with her the morning that she died, um, so I I went that morning and I, you know we kind of knew it was coming and uh, I prayed with her and I had the opportunity to tell her kind of things that I had been talking to her about the previous couple weeks you know just the things you always wanted to say but mm. don't always get the chance to say and so I feel like we had that opportunity and uh, you know I prayed with her and I uh, I I she was in a lot of pain. Um, she had, she had had four heart attacks. She had kidney mm. failure. Um, and I told her, I said, you know, if you're ready, you can go. And I mm. assured her that we would be fine. And uh, I got home and it was about 15 minutes later, they called me and told me that she had passed. Mm. So just to have that opportunity, right, to talk to her um, just really meant a lot to me. Mm. And so I kind of struggled, you know, with a few weeks after that, um, processing it. Uh, I feel like, um, I don't know. I, there was, I felt like there was some pressure to process it correctly, right? Mm. There's the certain things you're supposed to do. And mm. I knew the kids were watching me to see how I would handle it. And um, it, it was tough and I could tell that there were areas my mind wouldn't let me, you know, go. Um, it's like I couldn't think about it too much. Mm. So one of the things, and this is, you know, probably uh, next to my Holy Spirit experience uh, was probably the next biggest step in my faith was that like, you know, I can be sad that she's gone. Right. But if I really believe what I believe, I know that I will see her again. Mm. And I know that all those things that she struggled with won't be there. And so I really kind of clung to that, you know. Um, actually, I've got um, one of my favorite Bible verses that got me through it. Um, 
First Thessalonians five sixteen to eighteen, and I think you had said this in a sermon mm-hmm. not too long before. Uh, that must have been where I got it. But it's rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So the couple days before and the few days after, I really clung to that. Right, rejoice always. I was just happy that she was my mom. I was happy for the opportunity to say what I had to say to her. I prayed a lot, um, and I gave thanks, you know. And it it really helped to get get through it. Mm. Um, and I still, you know, I still have uh, my moments, but so I've just chosen to believe what I believe, mm. you know. And I'm holding on to that. Um, mm. I had mentioned to you before too, uh, Brian grew when he did the podcast. That mm-hmm. was another thing that really spoke to me. It was, I think the day before she died, I was listening to Brian's mm. podcast and, uh, Brian was talking about his book and, uh, I believe you said something to the effect of, except it didn't have a, a happy ending because Pat, his wife had died. Mm. And Brian said, going to live with our Lord is a happy ending. Mm. Mm. And that, that was another thing. And these are things that I would not have had had I not known Brian or had I not had a desire to get to, like, you know, th- those are the things that people that just come on Sunday morning, they don't get. They don't, you know, they. I, if I had to guess, my experience, if I just came on Sunday morning, would be 10% of what I get by being involved. Mm. Um, and interacting with other people. It's, there's, there's no comparison. Yeah. Um, it's, but, but uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it just, uh, it strikes me too how all the other things, you know, this is, this is like, I feel like I beat this drum pretty loudly though. Like um, everything you're a part of flows out of the people you met on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Like everything, right? So this is one of, I think a lot of pastors are afraid, like, yeah, for so if you come Sunday morning, get ten percent. But then you you also find the the tributaries, you know, that or whatever that flow off. You can jump in, mm-hmm. you know, from there, and you that's where you see the people, you connect with the people, um, hear about the opportunities, and that's why I really worry about the people who don't come on Sunday morning, right? I mean, uh, their connection is surely virtual, right? And then they're surrounded by people and negativity, or or they're isolated, right? I mean, because we. And I just listened, I just finished uh, listening to a great audio book by um, Tim Tennant, uh, president of Asbury Seminary, called For the Body. And it's a theology of the body. You know, we human beings, we are body and spirit. You know, that's who we, we are always both, right? We exist in bodies, right? That's, we, we don't believe that in the dualism, you know, like spirit is good. The body is evil, right? We are spirit. We are both, always both. That's why death is an unnatural separation of the body from the spirit, which Christ will remedy when he comes and raises the dead at his return. So, I mean, like, if you disconnect, I mean, you're trying to be a Christian or follower of Jesus without connecting with another in person, you lose so much, right? So much. Um, That's what I'm always, you know... uh, like a correlation for me is, you know, I, you know, I went through the school band program, right? Yeah. And 
there's the concert, right? You go out and you do the concert or you do the you, marching band, you do the football game. And that's the, the big gathering sort of. But it's those relationships that you have at rehearsal during the week, yeah. at your sectional when you when you go or one on one that you really start to build the the, the connection point, yeah. and, and that's and that's what makes it really worthwhile. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you just did the if you just did the concert, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's all it's, the in between. Yeah, those relationships. I mean, just so uh, we're, we're getting up to about an hour mark, and so I want to not take. I don't want to cause too many tangents, um, <laughs> which I can do. But um, I want to just say, you know, yeah, when your mother died, I remember one thing you said to me was like, wow, you know, I've seen these people go through these things and I saw how they did. And they're kind of, that's, that's something I haven't seen before. And so that's how I want to go through this. Mm-hmm. And so you, you did. And I, another thing I would say is, I think Holly would say too, it's like, it's okay to, to have, to fully embrace both. I know we'll see her again. And it hurts like the devil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to like not embrace that. But like, you know, we Christians, we grieve, but we grieve with hope, mm-hmm. as it says in First Thessalonians 4. And so, but also you, you had such courage. You even gave the, the eulogy. Yeah. Yeah. That was really, uh, that was another thing that was really hard for me. I, I have a half sister, uh, you know, that was my mom's daughter and, um, she's quite a bit younger than me. She, um, let's see, she's probably about 32. And, um, I had asked her if she wanted to say anything and she, she was not, um, she wouldn't have been able to get through it. I don't, um, (laughs) I just really hated the idea of, I thought of, you know, my own funeral and maybe nobody stepping up to say anything. I felt Mm. like I had to, um, it was a good opportunity to kind of, um, kind of share with people the relationship I had with my mom. Uh, and I can kind of go into it real quick, kind of what I, what I talked about. Um, she had, she had ADD. She had a lot of trouble, um, being consistent at things and, um, you know, paying bills, relationship issues. Um, she was married six times. Um, one thing I never doubted as I was growing up though, was that she loved me. You know, she, even as adults, she would tell us how proud every time we got together, how proud she was of us and how much she loved us. And, um, you know, as I, as I became a parent and I don't, maybe this is normal. I, I started to think a lot about the way I grew up and I, I had always thought that she was a really good mom and did the best she could. And then I had kids and I, I kind of questioned a lot of the things that happened to me and the way we lived. Uh, she had some hoarding tendencies and, um, not always a good environment, um, to be in. Um, and, and I, I came to the conclusion that she wasn't that good of a mom. And then over the last couple of years, as she had been going through her health issues, and I kind of got a better understanding of ADD and just, you know, I, I came full circle again. You know, it was that she did the best she could, the best she knew how to do, um, she had some issues that she didn't understand or couldn't control that limited in how she could, uh, function. Uh, those were not her fault. Uh, 
everyone that met her loved her. And they told me that every time I met them, you know, they'd go on and on about it. And like I said, she loved us. And I just came to the realization, you know, like, yeah, she, maybe she didn't, um, you know, we didn't have a nice house to live in. She couldn't pay her bills on time. She couldn't keep a job, but she loved us. And Mm. we knew that. And she would do anything she could for somebody, you know? Um, so I came back around. Yeah. Mm. And it, that, that really kind of, uh, something I wish I had maybe embraced sooner. Um, cause I did have some, um, some issues, you know, with how we lived growing up, um, that I, I kind of hung on to. Um, but, um, yeah, it it just made me realize she was a beautiful person. Um, and it's not always about, you know, what people can do for you or how they can provide for you. It's who they are, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, that's, that's so true. And I mean, you got to think, you know, I think uh, one of the things about as we grow up, if we have the ability to step back. And I think one of the things that my faith has done is give me the ability to see things through the lens of grace, Mm -hmm. right? Not as much as I want to, but much better than I did where I was pretty hard on my parents growing up and I can look back and I can see so much love and so much, you know, I'm a parent, I can, I feel the strains that I, that I put them through. Right. And so like, yeah, this, yeah, that, yeah, that, but love. Yes. And, uh, and so then we can, and then we can grieve what wasn't mm-hmm. and we can give thanks for what was, you know, and realize that, you know, when, when we go to be with Christ, he'll, he'll put us all back together, you know, in the way that we, we ought to be. And it says in the, when Christ returns, there'll be no more death, no more crying, no more pain, nor no more tears. Cause the first order of things will, will have passed away. Right. And so mm-hmm. we can give people grace and we can, we can take the good things from them and we can improve on the things that they didn't have down, you know, but if you can look back and know that you were loved boy, as an adult, that's, quite a gift, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, who cares? I mean, there's a lot of, cause there's a lot of folks who struggle. Their parents were perfectionists, had it all together, may even were very wealthy, but they didn't feel loved. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the end, love triumphs, right? Love wins. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. Okay. I'm filtering tangents in my head. So w- anything you guys want to touch on? I, I guess I just, am, um, with listening to Mike's story and Mike and I have known each other for a long time and, and had talks before. And I just, uh, all the examples he's given here, there's common denominators in that, and that he has through the Holy spirit become a changed person, I believe, and, um, looks at things different, but it's been your choice and your allowance to allow that to happen. Right the openness to allow that to happen mm-hmm. and how uh, you're giving that to others now too. Um, yeah. I feel like he's from his story that like, it's like he put his antenna up, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and like, like said, here I am like, yeah, like, like 
reach, like I'm here, you know? And I think, you know, that's, that's the hard part to do. I mean, is to, to let yourself be open and receptive to, you know, being in sync with God, you know, letting the Holy spirit in like in being a vessel, you know? Um, but that's what it just sounds like. It's like, you've opened yourself up to like, use me, you know, I'm here, you know, use my arms, legs, my mind, my, my ears, my eyes, my mouth, like to what, to what you have for me, you know? And you've had several moments like that. I mean, several situations. Did we baptize you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Horse trough. Uh, no, it was actually, I was the only one up there. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, which is, I think, stuff. bizarre for an adult. It, uh, no, it's not. It's not bizarre. It's okay. great. Yeah. Uh, oh, I was now the, baptized uh, as an adult. The uh, Josh was baptized at Horse Trough okay. Sunday. Okay. Um, and Livy will be in a few weeks Yay. at the next one. Yay. So I'm excited about that. So um, now I'm trying to think back because you, so when you, you made a big, you made a big decision as a couple to when you went down to one income. Yeah. Did your faith have any part in that decision or was that just a sheer logistical decision? Uh, no, for sure. Faith did. Uh, <laughs> we, we had always, uh, so our, our opinions on uh, stay at home spouses were not that graceful for a while. <laughs> uh, we used to kind of look at it as, um, Maybe one spouse is not helping to provide for the family, right? Um, We've come to realize, we've done a complete, you know, 180 or 360, whatever on that. Um, But yeah, that's just kind of how we viewed, um, you know, we got too much of our, um, we put too much into like finances, you know, uh, too much of our... um, Shoot, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, value, too much value. Yes, too on. much value. Too, we relied on it too much, right? Like mm-hmm. the if the finances are there, then everything will be okay, you know. And so it really was like kind of a um, sacrifice. Uh, I feel like that we made, and people as stay at home spouses will understand. We were in a position to where we could do it, and we could do it a lot easier than a lot of people do. Um, so I it wasn't uh, as big as a sacrifice maybe as it would be for some people, but um, yeah, we just, too much of our security. That's what I was looking for. Too much of our security was in, in finance. Like we had more than um, even that we needed to kind of be comfortable. So um, yeah, that was a big part of it. And just kind of the shifting of our mindset that like providing for your children is not going to work for 10 hours a day and getting a paycheck, um, there are a lot of ways you can provide for your family. And sometimes, a lot of times, that's being there more. Um, so, yeah, we've, we, I, I'm, I can admit that we, we had, um, our opinions on that really have shifted. So um, is it, was it, was that, a, was that a more of a, just a, was that a spiritual journey or just like, you know, we could afford it, might as well? Well, I, I think it's both. Uh, for sure, because it is, uh, so, you know, I mentioned I didn't go to college. I worked at State Farm for 20 years. It was a great place to work, great pay, great benefits, great job security, at least up until that point. And um, so I knew if I left that job 
and I needed to get another job, I I would probably not get a job anywhere close to to what I had. So it, it was definitely um, a leap of faith to give it up. Um, but um, it, it's it's a lot of it does tie back into just um, relying on God to provide. Um, realizing that providing for our children is not just like I said, just being gone all day and um, providing a paycheck. It's um, it's it's really uh, helped our relationship. They might tell you different. I don't know, but I feel <laughs> they, they love you, know, you. We have a we have a stronger relationship now that they get to spend more time with me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's I definitely God had a role to play yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, so anything else you'd like to say as we tie up? Anything else you really had written down or thought that? Well, really you know, one, one thing just kind of to tie it all together is uh, something I, I'm feeling right now and I've been feeling for the last six months or a year is that, like, I I need to push myself, like I said, with prayer, with just sharing my faith. Um, it's something I'm very uncomfortable with, but I know I need to push myself to do what God wants to do in me. And so just, I would say to anyone who's feeling a little stuck or a little reluctant to just go a little bit further, it's just a huge part of your faith walk and your growth to challenge yourself. Yeah. And you don't have to do anything crazy, but just push yourself a little farther. You know, I think of like, uh, when we do the, the, uh, um, when we turn in our financial, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, cards for the yeah. year, what we're planning to give. And I think back to a few years ago, um, you know, with the tithing, you know, tithing for some people is hard, but you guys had kind of worded it as if you're giving 2% now, try to give 3%, right? You don't have to go from two to 10. And it's kind of the same thing I feel like with our, with our walk, like it's, we're never going to get there in this life. Uh, we're always going to be striving and falling and trying. And, you know, that's, that's the goal is to just keep trying. Right. And so um, I kind of see it the same, the same with that is like just to not get too complacent, not to feel stuck. If, if you can do a little bit more, push yourself, even if it's uncomfortable. I love that. You know, it's, I've heard it said, you know, the fruit is out there on the limb, Mm. right? You got to go out on the limb to grab the fruit. I think it's the same in our Christian life, right? It's like, yeah, no risk it, no biscuit. I've heard it said, <laughs> you know, faith is spelled R-I-S-K, right? Yeah. You have no idea what you might experience if you would go a little further out into the water, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, there's that, I don't know, the, I'll get the saying right, but it's like, you know, it's um, it's not worth, uh, it's not worth it unless there's something to like fight for, you know, like, you know, like if if, if you work for it, you know, it's, it, it just opens up everything, you know, mm. but you have to like put some effort into it, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, this has been awesome. And so it took us uh, several months to, to lasso you in, but we got you. So anything else, Tim, that you were trying no, to, that no. you wanted to squeeze out of him no. before we let him go? No. Holly? <laughs> no, I am uh, so excited, Mike, that you were here and told your story and, and, uh, you know, for somebody feeling anxious and all that, I, 
I didn't feel anxious at all. I, I didn't feel that coming from him. I am most comfortable when I'm making others uncomfortable. Yeah. So I felt fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I know I keep getting back into things, but that reminds me of one time we were in a meeting and Jason asked for someone to pray us out and he called on me and I prayed and he said, is that the first time you've ever prayed in public? <laughs> and I said, yeah. And uh, it, it, first of all, it must have been obvious it was my first time. Uh, but second of all, you know, I mean, that's that kind of ties back into it, right? Like sometimes we need to be uh, prompted a little bit to go outside of our comfort zone. Well, then I, I'm sure it wasn't because you did it poorly. <laughs> it was probably because like I saw a look on your face like panic. Yeah. Okay. You know, like it wasn't because honestly, like praying in public is just like, talking in public Mm -hmm. and you often say the wrong thing and correct it. And you pray yourself into a corner and be like, how do I, that's not what I meant to say. You know, it's So it's like all over the place. There's no, there's no trick to it. You just open your mouth and you just talk to God. Like you're talking to somebody. I think, I think we should have Mike pray us out. Do it, Mike. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Heavenly father, I just want to thank you for this day, this uh, medium to kind of reach people. I, you know, I, I don't feel like my story is anything special, but I do know that I've gotten a lot out of the podcasts that I have heard previously and people sharing their stories. And so I'm just thankful that we have, uh, we have this medium to get to know uh, people a little better uh, than we might, you know, on a Sunday morning. Uh, just ask that you kind of watch over us as we uh, go forward today. And uh, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for coming in. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so that you can be notified of our most recent content. If you have any comments or questions for us, feel free to jump over to WashingtonCrossroads.com. Thank you again and have a great week.